Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, let's go hour number two on a Monday. Hope your bracket is uh, coming along. Hope you're figuring it out. Remember to go to hornfm.com for our bracket contest. And we've been laying out all the stuff for Texas men's and women's basketball. Men play Thursday at 625. Women play Saturday night at 9 o'clock. The men are the two-seed in the Midwest region on their side. The women end up as the four-seed in... Their region start in Austin. They'll have to go through Seattle to get to Dallas. But both are obviously trying to keep it in the state when it comes to the final four. Women up in Dallas. Of course, the men are in Houston. We also have a lot of NFL notes that are flying around. I'm Chad Hastings. Isaiah Collier is here. We're about to talk to Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com at JosephCook89 on Twitter. We'll go ahead and bring him in here on the discussion since he's the one that let me know a second ago. Uh, You saw it flash across that Jimmy Garoppolo has a new home. Jimmy G going to rock some black and silver going to the Raiders on a three-year deal. Reunites with Josh McDaniels there because obviously they would have been together in New England. So you're a Texans fan, Joe. How did it, give me your reaction to this because I know I'd heard discussions of is Garoppolo maybe going to end up in Houston? I'm fine with it. Um, I think I'm becoming less and less enamored with maybe going quarterback, especially if you can get Will Anderson because Texans have a bad, bad pass rush and had one last year. Maybe you get somebody you like at 12. I'm not big on Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, but maybe the Texans front office is, and that's someone who should be there at 12. Um, but I, I I don't know if – I don't think Jimmy G was going to really entertain the idea of the Texans. The, the Raiders are slightly more capable of competing this upcoming season than the Texans are, and I think that's what he's looking for at this part of his career rather than just a paycheck. And plus with the Texans, like – if you really aren't enamored with the quarterback class this year, then why would you sign Jimmy G, put together that big contract, and then not try to win so you can get Caleb Williams? It just didn't all really make that much sense. So um, good for him. I don't think it'll do that much, especially in that division, though. So yeah, three years, $57 million for Jimmy G. That's pretty hefty for somebody of his caliber, but we see the money getting thrown around for these quarterbacks. Let me ask you this, Joe, because you said that you – would rather not have Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. You weren't wowed by Anthony Richardson's combine? I was definitely wowed by that. I mean, he's one of the best physical players to you know go through those drills, but I, I just think that if you're going to draft him, you're basically asking him to put those physical tools on display every single play because the, the offensive line is good but not great. But there's just at least right now there's no weapons around him like Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks yeah let's that that's not really a a core of skill players that you want to give to a brand new quarterback who's got some stuff in his game that needs development so 
I don't know. This is a very intriguing draft for the Texans, especially now that the Panthers jumped them, and they're going to definitely take a quarterback. So do you go with your second option? Do you just trade down? Do you go Will Anderson? Do you go with Carter, even with what's going on off the field? It's it's a... it's it's become a very interesting draft, but it's also a draft to where all these outcomes are starting to break more and more against the Texans and for them. To me, it would seem easy. The Texans just take that other quarterback. You're saying you'd be okay with them not doing that if Carolina take. Let's say Carolina takes Young. You'd be okay with the Texans saying just passing up Stroud and doing something else. Sure, but I'd also be okay with them taking Stroud. Okay. Kind of, kind of both those things. I'm not hard line one yeah, way or the other. I got you. Uh, yeah, and, and that also happened over the weekend too. While we uh, since the last show that Carolina jumps up, the Bears will now pick ninth in the first round. Carolina jumps all the way up there to go number one, and that is now Frank Reich in mm-hmm. Carolina. Yeah, do I have that right? Yeah, Frank Reich will be picking uh, there. So Jimmy Garoppolo to the Raiders, and someone texted me. Our guy CB texted if I'm ready as not only a Cowboys fan but a Bucks fan for the Bacon Mayfield era in Tampa. Apparently the Bucks are taking a look at Baker Mayfield yeah. to maybe battle Kyle Trask. I did say that without laughing. Uh, for the starting quarterback job in Tampa. Really? It's Baker to lose. Is that what Tampa fans are about to go from? Tom Brady to Baker versus Trask. You go from Jameis to Brady and then you have to go back down on the... Uh... <laughs> Yo, Tom Brady's never won a Heisman. <laughs> Can you say that? That's true. That's okay then. Good point. That's J- what I'm saying. Jameis has one. Jameis got one. Baker has one. Yeah. Fair point. It's going down. Kyle Trask does not. He don't. No. It's Baker's to lose. You're just trying to help him convince himself, <laughs> aren't you? He's trying to make me feel better. I do not know if it's working. All right. Uh, speaking of feeling better, Joe, this Texas baseball team has to feel better right now. 5-0 and in the homestand. Got themselves back over 500 at 9-7. and But are we really learning anything right now about Texas? I don't think so. I think they did definitely take care of the business that they needed to take care of. Manhattan, not a very good team. I don't know if they'll even... I don't know how much they'll contend in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Um, they they unfortunately had a pretty significant injury to a player on on game one uh, on Friday night. And Texas just you know there was a stretch I think in game two where there was almost twenty straight balls thrown by Manhattan pitching. Wow! So twenty almost I think at least north Ooh, of fifteen just something like that. So a bit outside. Yeah, there that's there. I have not seen very many teams of that quality make it to the dish, but Texas did what they needed to do, and uh, you know that's you saw that a little bit in the amount of unearned runs that the the Longhorns scored. Uh, but there are plenty of earned runs, and and guys did kind of what they needed to do, um, and that's that's part of what why this schedule was designed in the way it was. This is a team that's going to be growing, and the the best way to grow is to of course receive the information, but if you can do it with a bunch of wins and. That all only helps the cause, and uh, there's going to be some more opportunities for that, especially this week with uh, North Dakota State. Uh, another double midweek, a chance to get some more guys, uh, um, innings, at-bats, all that before conference play gets here and before you know it. Yep. Joe, this basketball team, wait, before I ask you, you going to Des Moines? 
I think I'm going to skip Des Moines, but okay, if I go Des Moines, to KC I'll... and make second weekend, I'll I'll be there. Okay, there on out. I feel you. I feel you. Let me ask you about this uh, basketball team though against Kansas. We saw what they did. Twenty points. I don't care if Bill Self's there or not. I don't care if Kevin McCullers there or not. That's impressive against that Jayhawk team. And now with that momentum they're taking against Colgate and into the tournament as a number two seed, we saw they did this without Timmy Allen. And now this coaching staff they have some decisions to make this week on how to insert Timmy Allen back into the offense or in, in the starting lineup, even if they do that. Where do you think Coach Terry and his coaching staff go about putting Timmy Allen back in the rotation? Do you think they should bring him off the bench like we saw these last three games or since he didn't play or just put him back in the starting lineup and keep Serge Barry Rice at that six-man role? I think they'll put him back in the lineup because, I mean, Timmy was a 35-minute player before his injury, and th- and that's not someone that y- you applaud the fact that they made it and did what they did without him. Uh, but you still are going to want the the contributions on both ends of the floor from a guy that you trust out to be out there more than thirty minutes a game. When you have Timmy Allen and Marcus Carr on the floor at the same time, Timmy Allen is really good at cutting without the ball. He's great at it, and he sets up a lot of his mid range shots that way. But once he gets the ball in his hands. He's an ISO player, and that's kind of the same. A lot holds true for Carr, and I think that's why you saw, like y'all were talking about earlier, a bunch of the backdoor cuts really work because there was only one ISO player on the floor, so that meant that there were four other guys who are willing to move, willing to pass, and it made it work a lot better. So I think that's something that you can take with with you to the to the tournament. Um, I'm I don't think there's much reason to be worried about Colgate when the Longhorns are on offense, just because. They may have a guy with size, but I don't think they have the athleticism, and it's not like they were playing in a very good Patriot League this year. Um, Texas will have to be cognizant just of you know closing out on three. That's I think Colgate's the number one three point shooting team in the country. Forty yeah, percent, right? And wow. I think they're number two in overall field goal percentage. Fifty yeah, percent, like right? So <laughs> these guys can shoot. Um, so closing out on, I think you're going to probably see a lot of hard closeouts because Texas. I bet they feel confident enough that if Colgate tries to take them off the dribble, they'll be able to get to that spot before the uh, Colgate offensive player. But um, as far as Allen goes, if you want to have two ISO players on the floor at the same time, or maybe one and a half, depending on who has the ball in their hands, I think you take that just because of how important he's been all year to the team on both ends of the floor. Yeah, Texas has a lot of guys after college. They're probably going to go play in Europe. Colgate has a lot of guys after college. They're going to law school. (laughs) That's what they look like. I mean, respect them. You better, but these dudes, not many of them, I think, could jump over to yellow books. And they don't even have much of a tough schedule. Like, they're, I think they played. Auburn and got beat by him. I think they had like one win over a tournament team and it may have been like Vermont or something like that. And and Ken Palm was not very now they had good ranking in net, uh, but their strength of schedule was like in the three fifties or three thirties or Yo, something like that. Their best win was against Syracuse early in the season, and this is why Jim Beheim needs to retire like he did. Hey Jim. You're playing against one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league. Maybe you should get out of this dated 2-3 zone. What are we doing? They lit his ass up. Playing a 2-3 zone against the best three-point shooting team is like leaving your woman with George Clooney. It's stupid. (laughs) It's stupid. So, yeah, that game, you can't take anything from that because Texas are going to play man. And, yeah, it's just, gosh, Bayheim, terrible. Eventually they'll miss, Zay. (laughs) Eventually George Clooney will say something stupid. (laughs) 
And the woman will be repulsed. Yeah, okay. That's the plan. Yeah, ER George Clooney. That's how stupid it is. That is the plan. Uh, Somebody texted us 17 balls in a row in that game with Texas that you were referencing. Uh, Joe Cook of Inside Texas joining us in studio. So give me your thoughts uh, about the Longhorns setup here in the Midwest. Obviously, they got the two. The possible matchup with A&M in the second round. Xavier's the three. Indiana the four. And obviously, Houston's up there at the top. As the one seed, what do you think of the long, what do you think of the Longhorns' path here? I like the path as far as you know the teams they they may match up with. I don't think A and M or Texas were done a ton of favors by being in that same four team area because honestly A and M's better than that seven seed. And I know they played a pretty weak non conference schedule, but and I know the the committee tries to be very against valuing only end of year. Uh, results. That's why they don't really put much into conference tournaments for some reason. But they had played themselves above a seven, yeah, right? They're, the, they're number two in the SEC, which is so the, disrespectful. And, and, they, and they're a conference tournament, tournament or a conference tournament finalist against the number one overall seed. So, what, what, what would they have done if they beat Bama? Probably moved up to a six, six or something like that. <laughs> I was say, yeah. right. Slide them up to a six seed. So, and, and that would have made more sense. So, I don't think either team was done a lot of favors. Um, I think if you're Texas, you feel pretty good about the fact that if you make it to Kansas City, you're not going to have to deal with the Jayhawks in Kansas City again. Yeah. Now, Although, it shouldn't scare you. I mean, uh, however, oh yeah, I want mean, them after, True. after Saturday, you'd no, you're not scared of them anywhere. The other teams in that region, you have Iowa, they'll definitely travel, but they're an eight and they got to play U of H, who may be the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. They would travel. Um, I don't think Drake has a big enough uh, following to make a difference in, in Kansas City. How dare you? How dare you how dare you underestimating the Drake <laughs> fans' travel habits? And then Iowa State, um, and they're they're gonna go through Xavier, which I don't see them making it through. So um as far as environments go, they'll be I think they're gonna be in good shape and then, you know, that carrot on a stick of Houston, Texas for a final four is pretty re- good reason to fight through whatever crowd you may see. Um but I, I mean Here's the thing. We, we've talked in years past about when Texas is a seven or if they're a six. Like, oh, no, you know, they got matched up with that team. You don't want to see them. And, and this is – Texas is that team this year. Like, they're the they're the two seed. And in Colgate, yeah, they're a good shooting team. And uh, they're – you know, they, they won their conference and blew through it basically. But they're a 15 seed. And I know 15s have beaten twos in the past. But I there's there, – I don't – you know, if we're coming back here next Monday and we're just – tail between our legs and Chad's walking in here all high and mighty about the Aggies getting a face off and maybe going Oh, you ain't going to see me, Joe. I'm calling in sick. Chad will be by himself. It will be y'all two. You will know where I I will be hibernating. You will not see me. Hell no. Come on. If they lose first Colgate, um, y'all will not see me Friday, uh, Monday. Col- okay, Colgate, I understand. I'm just saying, if they end up matching up with the Aggies. Oh, you'll see me. I'll be around. Okay. Right. But still. He'll go, to, he'll go to CVS, buy everything, a toothpaste, <laughs> just throw it in a, <laughs> in a fire, dumpster fire. Every Colgate pizza, tube of toothpaste. Oh, but, I mean, the, the, Texas is the team that – Texas is a team no one wants to face this year. They're top 20 in advanced metrics. Um, they, they're not huge, but they got big guys and, and, and skilled big guys, and they have experienced guards – um, and, and even an experienced guard coming off the bench, and their least experienced guard is Artario Morris, who's pretty darn athletic and has grown a lot in the past few games. So, I mean, it, it would it would be a massive disappointment to lose in round one, obviously, 15 over two. It would be a significant disappointment to lose before you make the Sweet 16. And But that's not the, that's to still say Sweet 16s are, are sweet for a reason. There's only 16 of them 
when 360-something teams are playing in college basketball. But the team has expectations, and I think a lot of people outside of the Texas spheres have expectations that the Longhorns will do really well because of what they have been able to do, who's on their team, and what they've done in spite of you know, Ole Miss's current coach leaving them halfway through the year. <laughs> so, Joe, I wouldn't ask this norm. I might ask it normally. I am going to ask it because one of the most famous guys that ever played basketball for Texas says this is what he wants. T.J. Ford last week laid out the opinion of make Rodney Terry the head coach. Now that they've done what they've done in Kansas City, are you still in hold mode? Are you still in let's see mode? Or as a Texas fan, not just somebody that covers the team, but as a fan – is that your head coach? You want that interim to come off right now? I don't know if I want it to come off right now. And and the thing is, you look at how the season went, and the season is way more data than what a uh, you know sixty four team tournament's going to be. But it's the way the sport goes, and that you're defined by what happens in the sixty four team tournament. Um, if he makes a deep run, and then you've got the fact that he guided this team through a lot of different crazy stuff to where it's at to be a number two seed, that's you know, acing the randomness part and also doing well in the not as random part where you're facing, you know, uh, Kansas at home. You're taking, uh, you're, you're beating Iowa State uh, at home. You're beating Kansas State on the road. It's just, it's just a really delicate thing that you also have to balance what's his roster building ability because I think we've seen that in-game coaching-wise, Rodney Terry's he's fine. I don't know if he's great. I don't know if he's bad, uh, but this year he was fine. It's all, it's all going to be about roster building in this current portal era. And you've seen that Ron Holland and A.J. Johnson have kind of given, I don't want to say given guarantees, that's not the case, but shown indications that they are pretty locked in with, with Rodney Terry. They could have already asked to be out of their NLI already. They haven't yet. Um, Texas is, is in good standing with some 2024 recruits. But it's going to come down to, is he going to be able to get maybe a big man out of the portal or anybody, best player available out of the portal? Is he going to be able to get you know, the pieces they need out of the portal? That's almost as important as the, the guys, as coaching the team on the floor in this era of college basketball. And I think that remains to be seen, but the, the thing that's on in front of him is what he does in the tournament. And I think if he does something that Rick Barnes could only do twice in – however many years he was at Texas and get to either Sweet 16 and more likely an Elite 8, I don't see how you move on from Rodney Terry, especially when you look around and say, do you want John Calipari? Sure, uh, he can build a team, but he can't run that team. <laughs> what was that sound, Zay? Uh, okay, do you, you want <laughs> Nate Oates, considering everything that's happened this year and uh, the fact that it's going to cost a lot? Uh, um, do you, I mean, that was a double grunt. You, also, you have to admit that Texas, they don't – they don't owe Shaka any money right now, and I don't think they did once he left. And they definitely don't owe Chris Beard any money, so they don't have to pay a big buyout. Hell, Joe, this might be the only time Shaka deserves the money exactly. with what he's doing. Well, we'll see what happens in round one. <laughs> but still, like Texas doesn't owe any head coach a bunch of future obligations, so maybe they want to do something big with some money that they, I don't know, they have it lying around for their brand new Moody Center. But I don't know how that's how you do that if once you look at. Uh, what Rodney Terry did through the regular season, but you got to see what he does in the tournament too, I believe. All right, how about this for both of you? If they beat A&M to get to the Sweet 16, and then they beat Houston, preventing the Cougars from getting to the Final Four in Houston, and then Texas goes to the Final Four, that's all I'll tell you. Is he in then? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Then it's done, right? Texas only been to the Final Four once, Chad. 
Hell yeah. Well, technically twice, but way back then. Oh, that's yeah. like Ain't nobody counts tournament. those. Yeah. Only, say, nobody only, counts that. They only let like eight or ten in yeah. back then. But <laughs> yes, modern day. Modern you're, day. You're yeah. right. I'm just checking because the what's been laid out in front of them, they got those two opportunities. They have some other basketball type stuff right now, but just in terms of like old school in state stuff. Oh yeah. To take if the, if those two teams are taken out. And if you beat the Kelvin, fan base would love that. If you beat Kelvin Sampson, who I I don't know how feasible or how viable now he is because he's he's getting up there and he knows for sure he's getting up there as far as coaches go and he knows for sure that whenever he steps down, his son's going to be head coach at Houston. And that's still probably someone that some Texas fans look at if they could ignore the text messages he sent at Oklahoma, which is you know <laughs> child's play. Now you look at that and Rodney Terry goes and beats him. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be. Something big, big feather in his cap, and probably easily something that would give him the job. A Final Four, like like there are four. Yeah, there are three hundred sixty teams playing Division One right. college basketball, and you're the last four. Like let's, yeah, that'd be it's a, great. That'd be elite, elite stuff. By the way, did y'all hear if you beat Houston in this tournament, you get Kelvin Sampson's phone minutes. Did y'all know that? <laughs> you get them all, every on, every on, bit of them on a singular. It's crazy. Yes, exactly. flip phone. That's right. Exactly on a flip phone, like in Breaking Bad. It's on one of those, or like in the a wire. Burner. It's on a, it's on a burner that they're, they're going to snap and throw in the trash can, like in the wire. All right, uh, Joe Cook inside Texas on three dot com at Joseph Cook eighty nine. Brother, enjoy the start of the tournament, and uh, we'll talk to you next week and see if we're talking about the Longhorns in the Sweet Sixteen. Y'all have fun at Twin Peaks. I'll have as many screens as I can put on my living room uh, mm-hmm. media stand up running on uh, Thursday. It's a tough job, man. It really is. It's a tough, tough job. <laughs> Just not this week. Not this week. That is Joe Cook. We Thank do you, it, Joe. We do it every Monday about this time. Let us know what you think of the Longhorns bracket situation taken on Colgate. Remember, 625 is the tip time on Thursday. We'll do a special extended pregame starting at 530. And, yes, the fellas are going to be over there at Twin Peaks. The round, I should say up there, depending on where you are, in the Round Rock location of Twin Peaks. And then, remember, Zay and I are going to have this show 12 to 3 on Friday. We're heading down south to the Stastny location of Twin Peaks. So we'll be watching games down there on Friday uh, and obviously talking about what happens on Thursday night. So a lot of stuff going on this week. Up next, let's get you a flex segment. Colleen Ellison came up a little bit short. I'm not even, I haven't even heard from Mike Hard. Is Hard's coming into work today? We'll tell you what happened to his Eagles next on the Horn. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chad and Zay. Hmm. I do not recognize it, Zay. What do you got? T Rex. T Rex, man. Jeepster. All right. My bad to all the T-Rex fans out there. All right, T-Rex. T-Rex 
Aerosmith, Billy Squire. T-Rex was a little bit out of my, to- my time frame, but I have heard a little bit of T-Rex. Just didn't know that one. You could have played another song I would have known as T-Rex. I didn't know this one. The Whatster? What is it? Jeepster. The Jeepster. All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, it's Chad and Zay on this Monday taking a look at the brackets, getting ready for the tournament. Will we get a little Texas and Texas A&M on, it would be on Saturday, for a trip to the Sweet 16? We shall see. Remember, Thursday night, it's back-to-back in Des Moines. What a wild time it's going to be in Des Moines with Longhorn fans and Aggie fans both showing up to support their teams. Texas will play at 625 or so. The Aggie game with Penn State is scheduled for around 9 o'clock. And right now my plan is... Assuming that everybody at the house is good with this, I think I've got the clearance. Uh, I'm headed to the Round Rock Twin Peaks location. I'm just gonna hang out. I'll, I'll hang tell out. You. I'll hang out with you, Longhorn fans. We'll watch and see if your your team gets by Colgate. And if y'all want to hang out, we'll see if uh, if my Aggies can get by Penn State. I mean, nobody likes Penn State, right? Everybody root for the Aggies, Longhorn fans. You gonna show up? Root for the Aggies. Don't you want to see a house divided matchup? Come on, no. No, I actually want to see y'all lose first round, but that's just me. That's not what you want? I could care less. It's tournament time. Uh, See, that's the thing. Again, I have uh, unprogrammed some of the Aggie stuff over the course of my lifetime, but there's one thing you cannot program out of me. There just ain't nothing cooler to me than watching the Aggies play Texas. I'm sorry. There's nothing. Nothing. I am willing to lose by any amount for the feeling of beating Texas. I am. That's like part of the programming. Yeah, because y'all haven't done it much, so I get it. How dare you? There's no need. <laughs> I get it. There's no I, I get it. need. I get it. Like, I don't have to see this game. I'm good facing Penn State. Just okay. see y'all out early first round. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Just such rudeness. Did you ever think that the committee was looking at Texas A&M and they said, you know what, we know they should be better, but these suits that Buzz is wearing, <laughs> that should deduct points. Seventh seed. They probably maybe a five. If he dressed better, it'd probably be a five. But he dresses so badly in those three piece Paul Bear ass suits that can't happen, can't work. Are you saying this is a vest deduction? It should be. They got a vest deduction. If I was on the committee, I'd say something like, Have y'all seen this guy's suits? To a time that we don't have to wear suits anymore. We can be very comfortable in our little fleece and long sleeves that Coach Terry and the coaching staff be rocking every game. The white ones, those are fly. I might have to give me some when I call Coach Terry later on this summer. Hey, Coach, I'm what y'all wearing all year? Three uh-huh. X. I need that. I'm just wondering if, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if ultimately, I like this theory that I heard over the weekend that CBS just thought, you know what, we're not going to get that football game. Once they get back together, so let's try to grab a basketball game if we can. <laughs> can y'all tell the committee to please put that together? Yeah, and for those of you out there that believe that's a coincidence, you're high. No one believes that's an actual coincidence, right? Oh, I mean, come on. That's too easy. It's way- It was lazy yeah. how easy it was it really, for the committee. It really was, man. It really was. But uh, I'm excited about the possibility of it. That'd be just some extra energy on a, uh, a round of 32 game that we wouldn't have had. But we'll see. Long way to go to get there. We've already had people texting in today. They think A&M's going to lose to Penn State, and it's not even going to matter. And, heck, let's – I'm not trying – I haven't seen Colgate play at all, but you got to say if Texas gets by Colgate, too. I'm not trying to dog Texas there, but we just know – Anything can happen in a tournament, 
And with what we've seen over the years, we've now seen a 16 beat a 1. We've seen multiple 15s beat a 2. You can't overlook anybody. This sport has gotten particularly dangerous when you get to this time of the year. There just aren't any guarantees. No. Zero. We saw number two Kentucky go down last year to St. Peter's, the Peacocks. So it could happen. Right. Now, this Colgate team matching up to Texas, it's going to be tough for them to upset the Horns. It definitely will, yeah. I mean, I've watched Colgate all morning, a couple of games that they played, like the Syracuse one and then a couple of ones in their Patriot League. And what I'll say about them, if you are a Texas alum and you've been to Gregory Gym, the greatest pickup game you've ever watched, that's Colgate. Wow. Okay. I'm not that's not trying to disrespect them, but I'm just saying the greatest pickup game you've ever watched. That sounds like bulletin <laughs> that's board material. Colgate. That's bulletin board material for Colgate's head coach if it gets to him. Uh, take it, coach. <laughs> take it. Oh With those law firm players that you got on the team, take it. By the way, I don't mean this as a as a slight to Shaka Smart at all, but I really hope Vermont beats Marquette because I need a new T-shirt. I'll buy that Vermont shirt in a second. I'll have a Catamount shirt on the way if they pull it off. I hate how much I like Coach Shaka Smart's team. They're so tough. They have two of the best guards in the nation and Jones and Kolick. Mm-hmm. Like Kolick's like a lefty Steve Nash out there coming out of Santa Clara. He is nice. And before the season, Marquette was picked ninth in the Big East. And they asked Tyler Kohler, uh, yo, how do you feel about that? He said straight up, F them. And then they came in wow. and won the Big East and then won the Big East tournament. So watch out for Marquette. Shaka's got a really good team. I'm not surprised that a lot of people in national media are picking them to win that region and go to the Final Four. Yeah, congrats to Shaka. Get that number two seed in the East region. They will start in Columbus and then work their way towards New York if they can get through. Uh, So a lot of bracket talk, obviously, today. Let's get you a little flex segment here. The champions have been crowned, and unfortunately... Mike Harge does not get to try to get a ring. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Uh, You could feel it. You could see it. And uh, and talking to Mike Harge, getting ready for this uh, championship game with Colleen Ellison and Dallas Kimball, you could feel the respect coming from Mike Harge. He was not not getting an, a big attitude about the game at all. Uh, he certainly was rooting for his Colleen Ellison Eagles, uh, but in the end, I think his trepidation was correct. So ultimately, Dallas Kimball won that game 69-48. Won yeah. it by 21. And Zay, I was just looking at the box score here. Uh, Keller was able to give Ellison 33 minutes, but he's been banged up a little bit lately. He got 12 points to lead the way, but Kimball had two guys combined for 13 of 21 shooting, uh, hit two threes, and had 31 points combined. Ellison shot 60% in the fourth quarter and 59% for the game from the floor. That's an Incredible. And 43% from beyond the arc for the game. They just lit it up. Yeah, you know Dallas Kimball is a really good team when they lose a McDonald's All-American in Arterio Morris. And they got to state last year with Arterio, and this year without them, they win it all. Ugh. 
like Man. the Dallas area, we talked about how good they were in football with, you know, South Oak Cliff and Duncanville and uh, DeSoto winning state championships. I mean, look what they did in basketball. You see Dallas Kimball win 5A and then 6A, which we're going to talk about in a second, like Hollins won. So the talent yeah. is just ridiculous out of the Dallas area, football and basketball. And, you know, we know the battle has been with Houston teams and Dallas teams for the majority of just Texas in general. And Dallas, they're starting to really take a step up when it comes to being the dominant city in Texas. No doubt. Lake Highlands did win the championship 55-44 in 6A over Beaumont United. Beaumont United won 5A last year, went up to 6A, and got to the championship game. So they're good. That's nuts. They're all right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're decent. Um, and as we go back up through uh, 4A, Oak Cliff Faith Family Academy wins 70-56. to They win the state title. Hitchcock won the 3A state title, 68-45. A bit of a close one in 2A as Lipan uh, went 150-46. And then Grayford won the 1A championship, 49-44. So, Zay, what do you think about basketball only having one division like per class? Because we only have one champ, right, in each class. You You like that? Yeah, I like it. I hate it in football. They should just have. Do you think they should just have one in football? Yes, I wish that division one, uh, uh, division one, six A should play division two, six A, the next week after they play at Jerry World. Same with five A too. They just don't do it. Yeah, it's weird that they've they've added more there. I'm sure there's all kinds of reasoning about some you know bigger schools, smaller schools, and everything. Yeah, to that six A game, Chad Lake Highlands has maybe the best player in the nation in Trey Johnson who Texas has offered already. Now, that was Chris Mm. Beard's Texas squad, but I'm sure Rodney Terry is going to keep that offer with him. He had 29 points in the state championship game. and This is state, like the championship. You're dropping 29 with no shot clock. That's nuts. He went 8 for 17, 3 of 7 from beyond the arc. He hit all 10 of his free throws and had 8 boards. Yeah. He's a really good player, old-school kind of player, gets to his spots, really likes that mid-range, has a nice, pretty jumper. And, yeah, I he's a guy that you can't let get out of Texas, just like Ron Holland mm. uh, in 2023 being the best player in Texas, Mr. Basketball. Trey Johnson, he's going to be next year Mr. Basketball for 2024. Yeah, name's kind of basic. Sounds like the game's not. Right, sounds like the talent is not. Well, he spells Trey, Trey T R E, so he it does, ain't that's true. It ain't that basic. A little flash, a little flash, a little yeah, flash, yeah, little flash you good. know, that's good. Well, T R E, you spell it however you want. If you're doing that in a state title game, congrats to all the state champions uh, crowned over the weekend, and congratulations to that Colleen Ellison team. Just maybe outside of that flex area, but because of our man Mike Harge, we'll we'll go ahead and claim Colleen Ellison. We've been following that team for the last few weeks, uh, and Jam- uh, if you haven't seen Jamron Keller, he is impressive. He'll be at Oklahoma State next year. Yeah, we'll see him next year. You will see him next year, uh, Longhorn fans. You'll get the, you'll get one more year in the Big Twelve. 
12, and you're going to have to deal with Mr. Keller, uh, at least for that season. So congrats to Colleen Ellison for a hell of a run all the way to their first state title game. Now they just got to get over that hump and uh, and win it all. Obviously tough to do with the talent, like Dazay saying, coming out of the Dallas area. Coming up in the 2 o'clock hour, we'll go back to the brackets, take a look at what's uh, what the Longhorns are looking at, the games, the schedules, our watch parties, contests for you if you want to get in on the bracket challenge, plus NFL free agency. It really cranks up this week, but it's already produced some stories, whether it's Carolina jumping into that first slot, whether it's uh, Jalen Ramsey moving uh, from the NFC to the AFC, or Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got a new home. He's going to Vegas. We'll hit all of that coming up at 2 o'clock. Up next, it's Where We At in Society with Zay. Don't move. It is Monday. Brackets are out, and the tournament starts on Thursday. This is The Horn. Chad and Zay. Man. Nice bass line. Love that. I don't recognize it though, Zay. What we got? Yeah, you shouldn't. Kano. Can't hold back. Yo, love it. Kano? Kano. How are we spelling Kano? K-A-N-O. Okay. Kano. That's very nice. Very nice. Kano, T-Rex, Aerosmith, and Billy Squire have all been a part of the show today. We appreciate you being a part of the show today. By the way, slight adjustment for, I guess, maybe a couple weeks coming up. We're going to take our musical discussions, our album discussions, and we'll postpone a little bit because of the tournament. We got thir- um, this Thursday is going to be so busy getting ready for the Texas game and all the games that are going be going on. We're going to be updating you on scores and stuff. So we're going to take a little pause. Don't worry, I will make Zay listen to Back in Black, and I actually did start listening to the Ghostface Killer record as that well. Iron Man. Start listening to Iron Man a little bit. I uh, already heard a couple good tracks on uh, on that one, and uh, so we'll get to that. We'll get back to that. That that never goes away. But what we decided to do was. Uh, we decided to throw our man B. Lang into that segment. We wanted to talk to Brandon Lang uh, before Texas played. He loves his college basketball. Give you some thoughts on um, you know on the bracket and and you know what things are looking like to him. So we will get that done on Thursday. We were unable to get him before everything started, but we will get him on that first day at two o five. So that's coming up a little later in the week. Got a lot of NFL stuff going on. Let me also say thank you to our seven hundred and seventy nine subscribers so far on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at the Horn Austin. You can check out uh, the shows there a lot of videos um a lot of different uh, different things there uh rodney terry speaking to the media after uh, the announcement yesterday if you missed that that is on the youtube page so thank you for subscribing so you won't miss anything there all right let's get to uh, where we at in society we'll see what zay's got today where are we at in society today all right, Zay, I have not looked at Twitter yet. Do I need to go there? Is yeah, that what's you happening? need to go look at Twitter. Okay. John Morant is still serving his suspension for carrying the pistol at the strip club, and more information on that night has came out. 
The owner of the Denver Strip Club, Shotgun Willies, says John Morant spent over 50K on tips a few weeks ago. He also said this kid, real young, was exceptionally respectful and sweet. He did not drink. He's marvelous. I mean, if you spend 50K, you're not going to say anything bad about the guy. He dropped $50,000 in a strip club and didn't drink anything? Yes. If you want to see proof, Chad, look at both pictures I sent you. There have been pics that were released from that night, and you see so much money just thrown around the ground, the tables. It's covering everything. Everything. Jaws in like a little booth chair getting his lap dance on, and if he's sober, then... Wow. Oh, my God. That's crazy. But, yeah, you can see that John Morant had a good time. Like, he could go spend all this money. I mean, I don't like it. 50K is a little bit much, especially during the season. Like, if I'm Taylor Jenkins, I'm thinking, yo, bruh, we're kind of trying to do something special in a wide-open NBA Mm. this year. Like Again, this is the night they beat Denver, right? Yes. Isn't this the night they played and beat Denver? Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so (laughs) – you're dropping a lot of bread, bro. And I know people compare you to Allen Iverson on the court. There's some things that you don't want to do that Allen Iverson did off the court, bro. Wow. You need, to, you need to relax a little bit. Like, seeing all this money on the ground, that's really an eye-opener. Like, when you hear 50K, you just think, okay, these guys, they spend that. You right. know these guys spend that. But when you actually see pictures, <laughs> like, this picture looks ridiculous. Oh, my God. God, that is amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna retweet that, and uh, if you, uh, yeah, if you you can check that out. I'm at C Hastings 1049. Zay is at ain't that underscore Zay. But you literally, from where John ja Morant is in that room, you couldn't stand up and not step on money. I mean, it's everywhere. That's crazy. Yeah. What? It, wow. I am obviously. I've never been to. I've never been to a strip club where that's going on. That much money just laying everywhere? Yeah. No chance. What would have been better if Ja, while he was getting this lap dance, you could like see him eating chicken wings at the same time? Because you see the food in front of him. The food is there. The food is there. Yeah. And you doesn't really look touched, but you know it was good. Oh, my Strip God. club food's always good. Am I seeing that picture right, that he has his shirt off in this? Yeah, picture? shirt's off. Yeah. Jeans on, though. Oh, okay. girl, she ain't wearing much of anything. Yeah, okay. I so she's know. doing her job. I'm, I'm trying to think if I've ever, have you ever, I don't know if I've ever seen a guy, I'm not going to ask you because that wouldn't, you know, I'm not trying to get you into any kind of bad bad discussion. No, I'm good. I'm just trying to think if I've ever seen a guy at a strip club getting a lap dance with no shirt on. I'm not sure if I've ever seen that. Nah, I haven't seen it either. But as we talk about sometimes in sports, if I look like they did without with my shirt off, <laughs> I might not wear a shirt either. If I look like John Morant with a shirt off, Wow. Uh, But remember, no charges filed in that story. I haven't heard an update yet. He's supposed to miss at least four games, and this coming Friday was the day they were saying maybe he's back somewhere around there. Have you heard anything? I haven't heard anything either. I haven't either. They look good without him when they played the Warriors. Tyrus Jones, he's one of the best backup point guards in the league out of Duke, so they handled them right when Draymond Green was elbowing Dylan Brooks all all up in his face and stuff. You know, they've been playing decent without him. Just how is he going to be when he gets back? Is he going to use this as fuel, kind of like what Alabama's doing with the Brandon Miller situation? Like, everybody's against me. Everybody thinks they know me. They have no idea. Or is he going to let this affect him and become a distraction? Yeah, and it's just all – the one thing we don't know, and 
I guess until he would tell everybody this, we don't, we don't know exactly what he's dealing with. He's made a reference to, I got to be able to deal with stress better and things like that. Because I'm not, I wouldn't tell him not to go to a strip club if he wants to go to a strip club, whatever. But like that picture, there's that's it, it. That picture tells a story of some sort, and I don't think every bit of that story is necessarily good. If he wants that to be his story, that's cool. But like, all right, so you're suspended from the team. There was the gun situation there. That yeah, let's not, not forget all the other yeah. Little and there's other incidences stuff. that he's been involved exactly. in too. So it's like, all right, man. So which has to? You probably think that has to do with this four game suspension, also. Y- yes, maybe that's a cumulative thing. Yeah. So then it's just like bring it all together with what he's dealing with. Ultimately, are we talking about a mental health situation here that he needs counseling, medication, all of the above? Like, is that what we're talking about? Are we talking about drug dependency? Are we talking about alcohol? Like, what exactly is this? I guess that's what Memphis is trying to figure out, too. What gets you to a point where you're the best player on the team, you just beat Denver, and I can't think of another best player on a team in the NBA in my life Maybe James Harden. That's what I was about to say. I was Maybe about to James say Harden. The beard. Who would have ended up in that exact situation that night? You know what I mean? Right, I do. I don't. That, that's where, and again, I'm not trying to be judgmental about, well, I'm not trying to be that you know stuffy guy that says they shouldn't be going to strip clubs. That's not exactly it. It's just the full picture of everything that, that happened that night. You couldn't have just gone to the strip club and not gotten on Instagram Live? Yeah, bro. Yeah, there's just so yeah. There's just little things. And then about you hear it like he no didn't, sense. and he, he didn't have a drink. So this is sober thinking. Yeah, to get on Instagram live, good. sober as hell. Good point. Good. Not point. intoxicated to throw that gun around, popping bottles and all of that. Yeah. And you 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 ain't drinking nothing. Now in the end, Ja might tell us. Yeah, he said I wasn't drinking, but mm, I had a little something in the cup. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's a weird story. We'll continue to see how <laughs> yeah. it develops, man. That, that's a goofy, goofy story. What are the percentages in this picture at this very moment? Def Leppard, pour some sugar on me is playing. Um, I'm gonna say with that much money on the ground. Look how she's twerking on them. Look how she is. Just think of the oh man. I'm gonna say. You think it flows? I'm gonna say we are right in the middle of the second playing of Pour Some Sugar <laughs> on Me that night. Playing. I think it's the second, the second time. I think somebody screamed, "Roll back that Def Leppard! Let's go!" <laughs> to, to, to get that much money spread out, you need to be going back through the catalog again. And there are only so many songs they're gonna play at a strip club. So I think this is the second playing. Yo, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, John Morant probably never heard Def Leppard in his life. Uh, just going out on a limb. He's probably heard it, but if you said, hey, you know there's a band called Def Leppard out there, if okay. he didn't believe you, I wouldn't be surprised. No, yeah, he doesn't know Def Leppard, but if you played him that song, he will think of a stripper. He'll think of the stripper that was dancing for him the last time he heard it. Oh, that song. I know that song. I know that song. That's my strip club song. That's how a lot of people probably think of that. How probably think of that track. Yo, John Morant, if he was listening to that Def Leppard, if it came out, if there's a video that comes out where we can hear the audio, and if it's Pour Some Sugar on Me, he's yeah. my new favorite player. Yeah, maybe. It's not even close. It's that or Motley Crue's Girls, Girls, Girls. Probably <laughs> one of those two. 
It's probably one of those two songs. Maybe Closer by Nine Inch Nails. There's a few candidates that we could throw in there. Uh, hopefully, John ja Morant gets it figured out, whatever he needs to get figured out, and gets back on the court very soon if if that's ultimately what he wants to do. I would hope that's what he wants to do. We know that's yeah, what that's Memphis. how you afford the strip club, Ja. Right. You better get it back on that court. You better get back out there. My God, I've never, I, I have ne- I've never seen that much money spread out in a room, much less a strip club room. I've never seen anyone go to those lengths to get that much money spread around a room. It's wild. Wow. All right, now I'll ask the nerdy question. How do you clean all that up and disperse it amongst your employees? What do you do? Just bag? You go bag it up? Like literally yeah, you get trash it, bags? Oh, strippers, they just put it in bags. Okay. That's what they do. Then at the end of the day, they go pay a uh, uh, boss man his cut, and then they get they cut. Then they take exit the ba- that thing. Take the bag home. Yeah, take the uh, bag home. I guess so. Take it to the bank. That's right. Take the bag to the ATM. Nah, don't, take, don't take it to the bank. Just, you know, put that. That's the stuff you put under the mattress. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's just cash. You know I what I'm see. saying? Yeah. You, got a different, you got a different financial planner than I do. Okay, fair enough. That is where we at in society. We do it every day about 145 with Zay. Up next, we'll check out. We'll talk brackets, certainly. We know where the Texas men and women are, what's in front of them. Uh, Longhorn fans, do you want that second round matchup with the Aggies? Or are you like Zay? Do you want to see? Penn State take them out in the first round. We'll talk about all that. NFL free agency as well, uh, including big moves on the offensive and defensive line, and Jimmy Garoppolo is headed to Vegas. I'm sure he won't be able to find a date there. Ugly bastard. This is the horn.